Welcome to episode 191 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. Once again, we are looking at an episode of The Lone Gunman, specifically season 1, episode 6, Madam, I'm Adam, which originally aired on Friday, March 30th, 2001. So at this point, The Lone Gunman was consistently in that Friday night time slot. And two days later, the X-Files would return with Dead Alive. Here, the action primarily takes place in the Washington, D.C. area. The Lone Gunmen don't travel as much as Mulder and Scully do. It was directed by Brian Spicer, who, as we said before, directs about half the episodes in the series. And it's written by Thomas Schnauz. I may be mispronouncing that last name, S-C-H-N-A-U-Z. This is his first work for 1013, although he will end up writing two episodes of The Lone Gunman, two episodes of The X-Files, and The X-Files Resist or Serve video game. He's got 11 writing credits to his name. The Lone Gunman here, this particular episode, is his first credit as far as the IMDb is concerned, but he will go on to work on The Night Stalker, a few episodes of Reaper, Breaking Bad, and Better Call Saul, among others. Now, this episode starts with a pre-credits teaser where two men are going through the same house. It looks like they're coming home from the same day at work. At first, we don't know if they're roommates or what, but they're going through a lot of the same routines. And it's not until they both crawl into bed with the same woman that they realize, oh, there's two of us here. And the bald man, Stephen Tobolowski, who is one of the more prominent guest stars in the entire Lone Gunman run, freaks out saying, what are you two doing in my house? He's kind of our point of view character. He reaches out to the lone gunman and Jimmy takes the call, what they think is identity theft, when he's saying his life has been stolen. And Byers is going, okay, what's been taken? And he's saying, no, it's he remembers his entire life, but the people in his life don't remember him. Somebody else is living that life for him. He even produces what he thinks is alien goo. He says the only reasonable explanation is that he's from a parallel reality and aliens brought him over, he was covered in this goo in every crevice of his body. And while that seems pretty compelling evidence to Jimmy, Byers doesn't think that alien goo would smell like lavender. So in any event, they do continue the investigation when Jimmy notices that the man has a port in the back of his neck, some kind of data port that is tied directly to his brain. So that gets them involved, and as they're going through, they realize he's been fed memories of a life he didn't lead. And although he insists his name is Adam, he's probably somebody else. It's eventually discovered that he's a man named Charlie Muckle who voluntarily went on a psychiatric process because he didn't like the person he was. He's got major anger issues which are still on display. The slightest trigger can cause him to burst out and attack things around him. And in the end, they ultimately help him realize that, no, even though he volunteered for it, it's not the best plan for him. And that he needs to live his own life and break out of the containment. There are several notable guest stars for this episode. First and foremost, as I mentioned, is Stephen Tobolowski. Now, the IMDb says he's best known as the captain of the Garden Spaceballs, Ned Ryerson from Groundhog Day, Sammy Jenkins from Memento, and Mitchell Meyerson from Single White Female. While that's fair, he's got 273 acting credits to his name, still active today, 
the oldest credit from 1977. There's a lot here that we could be pulling him from. Now, Debbie Lee Carrington plays his actual wife in this, not the one he thinks he has in the simulation, but his wife Sadie, who is actually a pretty well-worked actress as well. She Her most recent role was in 2017, 68 acting credits to her name. Unfortunately, she passed away in 2018 at age 58. It's not uncommon for people like her to pass away earlier than anticipated. She was very much on the shorter side. In fact, her character is part of a midget wrestling ring. She is best known for playing the alien father in Men in Black, Thumbelina in Total Recall, Felicity in She's All That, and multiple ducks in Howard the Duck, which, believe it or not, was the first Marvel feature film ever made. Now, David Earl Waterman plays Maniac Marvin, who is her new boyfriend and that guy at the CNTV. He's a, a salesman. IMDb says he's got 22 acting credits to his name, most recently 2018. He's best known for work in Eight Lated Freaks. Next Friday, Who's the Caboose and Coronado. Now, Mary Stillen has 51 acting credits to her name. She plays Lois here, the woman who's actually in charge of the project. Now, we have discussed her work before. She previously appeared in Millennium in an episode called Matryoshka, but we also know her as Dr. Sally Sanford from a season four episode of The X-Files. David Bloom also has a familiar face. He plays the weary man number two, the other guy in the apartment. He previously played Stress Man in Tunguska on The X-Files. We've discussed his work before. Now, Beverly Bruner plays Carol Shantz. That's the woman that Adam, so he calls himself accidentally crawled in bed with first. She would later go on to play Rose and Tina Greer in Smallville. She has a number of credits to her name, 49 credits, some of which are still in post-production. Her first credit was in The New Adams Family in 1999. She is best known for her work in Riverdale, Firewall, Scary Movie 4, and Stargate SG-1, where she played Barky. So looking at these, a lot of her roles don't have named characters. So she seems to be a pretty successful character actor. Greg Barr has a grand total of five credits to his name, and this is the fourth. He plays Dwarf Santini in this. He played Elf Number One in The Christmas List, Cousin It in The New Adams Family, Cameraman in Sanctimony, and after this role in 2001, his next and only other IMDb credited role is as Quillac in iPhone X Glitch Parody from 2017. Now, Arnie Walters plays the preacher here, which seems to be a role familiar to him. We discussed him previously when he played Father McHugh in three episodes of The X-Files, Gethsemane, Redux 2, and All Souls. Rob Court has only nine acting credits to his name. He plays the technician here in his third role. His first was playing Caleb in the episode Scorched Earth of Stargate SG-1 in the year 2000. Then he had roles in Antitrust, Dark Angel, Ben heard the Dead Zone Chaos War is Hell, and most recently Seed as MD Cop in 2006. Now, Casey Dubois played the little boy. 
He's got 37 acting credits to his name. Most recently, 2018, originally in the year 2000. This was his fourth credit from 2000 and 2001, and he had three more credits in 2001. So he was getting a lot of work back at that time. He was born in 1993 and has, is best known for playing the shoplifter in Are We There Yet? Young Alan, age nine in the final cut, Curtis and Snakes on the Plane, and Wex in Stargate Atlantis. Now, David Thompson's name has come up before. His first IMDb credit ever was as Brother Oakley in the X-Files first season episode, Gender Bender. He plays Man with Net in this episode. And that wraps up the guest cast. So this is a, a different episode. It's, it's setting itself apart from the X-Files when someone says, I think it was aliens. And all the lone gunmen are saying, ah, let's look for a more mundane explanation. Now, what they find isn't completely mundane, but it is in contrast. So that's part of how they're setting themselves apart, saying this is a different show. We're not going to be going to the aliens right off the bat. It's also interesting, this aired, as we said, on March 30th, and yet they casually mentioned the possibility of bringing this case to Mulder because of the mention of aliens. So the question is, why would they do that? Unless they know Mulder is back from him having been missing for months. So it's, I think it's a little bit of a spoiler, and it probably wasn't meant to be aired exactly in this schedule. They may not have known that Fox is going to be doubling up to fill both time slots when they were early on in production for this, because they mention it so casually, and yet, as we know from watching the X-Files, Mulder is not fully active yet. Speaking of Mulder, Join us again in two weeks' time when we discuss the next episode of The X-Files, Dead Alive. Thank you for listening.